Hello there and welcome to a new episode of Keeping Up With The Current on 92.1 FM, the show that keeps you up to date with the latest and most important info to you. Because what's important to you is important to us. Hosting the show for you this Avo is Nadia. It's great to be back with you on the show. Keeping up with the current, today we'll be keeping up with a modern dilemma. How can we strengthen relationships between neighbours? Now, last time on the show, we focused on some of the factors contributing to why neighbourly interactions have gone downhill. Today, we'll be focusing on how we can make things go, well, uphill. Most importantly, how can we fulfil the rights of our neighbours in the way that Islam promotes, in the way that the Prophet ﷺ advised. Now, when we talk about cultivating bonds, we immediately think about our relationship with our family and our friends. But what about our relationship with our neighbours? How many of us actually take the time to talk to our neighbours? Well, the thing is, today's lifestyle doesn't really encourage friendships between neighbours. Most people drive straight to their work every morning and, well, into their garage at night. And that leaves no time or opportunity for a simple hello. Last time on the show, we focused on how relationships between neighbours are now compared to how it was in the past. And I received, you know, some pretty interesting insights, all very accurate and relatable views on this particular topic. We spoke a lot about how the comparisons between how it was back then and how it is now. And certainly we can all agree, if not most of us, that it is not how it is like before. A lot has changed. A lot has changed in terms of our lifestyles and our interactions with our neighbours. There used to be this necessity to reach out and build bonds with people who lived in close proximity to us. But now that we live such busy lives, we don't have the luxury of time to do that anymore. People back then depended on each other more. But now we live very segregated and personal lives. And we also have the technology and internet to blame for that, making people less inclined to socially interact with people face-to-face. But it's not that we're making an active decision not to talk with our neighbours. It's not that we purposely avoid it. It's just that our lifestyles are a lot different And that's the state of neighbourly relations in our country today. And things have stayed the same in our Middle Eastern countries like Lebanon, regardless of their situation, regardless of the hardships that they encounter, they still maintain strong social connections with their neighbours. And that's what I admire so much about 
Lebanon and other Middle Eastern countries, despite the circumstances, despite the turmoil that they experience, they still have this connection. And I think if it wasn't for that connection that they have, they would be in a totally different mental state. And that's why people look up to them as being strong, despite the hardships that they encounter. Why don't we apply the same thing in our country here in Australia? A lot of people who migrate to Australia from another country, and it doesn't have to be a Middle Eastern country, their neighbourly interactions are so different. But when they migrate to Australia, they don't have any family here and they don't have any friends, certainly, because they are moving to a new country. So when they move to a new country and they don't have any family members here, they rely on social interactions with their neighbours. So if their neighbours aren't really instigating that conversation, not really opening that opportunity to conversate with them, they're going to feel isolated. And that is a major problem in this day and age. So that's the state of neighbourly relations in Australia today. A slight nod of the head, a brief hello in the hallway, or perhaps helping them out with an emergency. That's usually the most communication that many of us have with those who are physically closer to us. So today I'd like to hear from you. What kind of relationship do you have with your neighbours and what do you think contributes to a good and solid relationship with them. What is your relationship like with your neighbours? Do you have a solid relationship or is it a very casual kind of relationship? Hi, hello, how are you? Goodbye, take care, that's all. Or do you visit one another? And I also want to hear your advice. How important is it for you to get along with your neighbours? And what constitutes a good relationship with your neighbours? In addition to that, how well do you know your neighbours? Are you the type to know your neighbours probably more than you know the people in your family, your cousins, your relatives? Do you know your neighbours to that level or do you not know anything about your neighbours? So let's look into the ways in which we can improve relationships between neighbours. And let me tell you, we can derive so much wisdom from our faith, from Islam, based on the teachings of Prophet Muhammad and the advice that he issued in terms of maintaining good relationship with our neighbours makes so much sense. And if we apply the advice of the Prophet, guess what? Life will be much, much better than it is today. So there are a number of ways in which I think contact between neighbours can be improved. First of all, out of habit, out of habit, when you neighbours move into the neighbourhood, what should you do? What is something that you should be doing when someone moves into the neighbourhood? The residents who live in the neighbourhood should at least introduce themselves and welcome them. Now, you don't necessarily have to visit them, 
but you send them a plate of food, a housewarming gift, say hello for that matter. Something as simple as saying hello goes a long way. And what that does is, is it eliminates a lot of that awkwardness and barrier between you and your neighbours. So every time you do make contact with them, it doesn't have to be so awkward. There doesn't have to be this barrier. I know there are fences between you and your neighbours, but it doesn't mean that there should be a metaphorical barrier between the both of you. And this is especially the case for people who have difficulty initiating social interactions. A lot of people tend to fear the idea of saying something wrong to someone that they'll be living next to. And that can be quite intimidating. So with that being said, making a good first impression can be a lot easier than it seems. So when you're approaching a new neighbor, just remember that you're both people at the end of the day and that being friendly and approachable is more than enough to win 90% of people over. All it takes is a simple smile and a hello. That's all it takes. Nothing more. All you have to do is wave hello and you've maintained that communication with them. You've started the foundation. You've started the core of that relationship. So it would be a great idea to just step out of your comfort zone and wave to your neighbor. Because this simple act, as I said before, goes a long way. It goes a long way to strengthening the relationship with your neighbor. So don't underestimate greeting each other. I know it's a small gesture, but its impact is huge. Just like a sunny day lifts your spirits, a smile and a greeting can have the same effect. Look, when I recently moved into my new house just recently, my neighbours who also happened to be Muslim came over for a visit and they brought with them some sweets and it was quite unexpected for me. I didn't expect them to A, visit me and B, bring in some really nice Lebanese sweets. And I found that to be so heartwarming. It was absolutely amazing and refreshing to have neighbours come visit me because Many times where I've lived in a particular area, I didn't have that same you know, situation where a neighbor came to visit us and bring some sweets. It was always just you know, introducing themselves to us, but I've never had someone actually come over after moving into a new location. And it really strengthened the bond between us. We were able to know more about each other and establish that connection and most importantly eliminate any sense of awkwardness between us and after their visit we decided let's uh, return the visit let's visit them and we also decided to bring some sweets with us as well so they were really excited uh, to have us over and of course you know our kids enjoy the company of their kids and that's what really strengthens the friendship and bond between us.
So that is, again, another way of strengthening relationships between neighbours. Number one, we spoke about introducing yourself, saying hello, especially if someone is new to the neighbourhood, take the initiative to actually introduce yourself. It's very hard for someone who, you know, moves to a new location, a new area, who aren't familiar with their surroundings, not familiar with the people, the kind of people that live in that neighbourhood. So it's very difficult for them to start the conversation, which is why you should take the initiative, take it upon yourself to introduce yourself to them. Number two, which is a step above that, and that is to visit them, bring something nice with you, Um, a cake that you've baked um, or sweets that you purchased. Bring them something nice. It really works to strengthen relationships between you two. received a response from a listener who said it would be a good idea to form some sort of a neighbourhood association which encompasses uh, monthly meetings to discuss any issues that you have or suggestions on how to improve the safety of the neighbourhood and I totally agree. I don't think there are a lot of people who do this, who have this gathering once a month where they discuss any relevant issues that they have about the neighbourhood. But it's so important to have an open discussion with your neighbours and be honest and open about anything that you might be bothered by or concerned about. Of course, you'd expect living in an area, you're going to have problems, you're going to have things that you are concerned about. So doing it in this way, as our listener said, will encourage neighbours to be honest to be open about anything that might be bothering them, as opposed to awkwardly knocking on a person's door to tell them what is bothering them, or even worse, not telling that person at all and causing escalated tension between you and them. So when it comes to neighbourly interactions and social interactions between you both, you should always be honest and open, of course, in a way that displays kindness and compassion, If you have a problem, it's not going to be solved if you don't address it in the first place. How is it going to be solved if you don't speak to them about it? So be kind and have wisdom when you approach your neighbor about a problem. If you have a complaint about them, if they're making too much noise, causing problems, their children are causing problems with your children, address it in a very, very kind manner. So it all depends on your approach and the way you speak to your neighbors. Also, among the responses I received from WhatsApp, a listener says, I live in a nice neighborhood. Our neighborhood has a community Facebook page. You can communicate with everyone in the neighborhood from that. And that's a very, very great idea to sort of, I guess, address and keep touch with things that affect the neighborhood. Look, I'm actually part of a group on Facebook with the people who live in my area. And the people who live in my area and the surrounding areas post relevant news on there, any issues that they've discovered about the area. And I find it quite useful. So I'm sure on Facebook, if you, you know, 
go on the search bar, you might be able to find a group where your local community, people in your area have made and set up. And they basically talk about any issues affecting that area, any accidents, any burglary issues that have occurred. So make sure you do go on Facebook and and check out any relevant groups that may be applicable to you. So if you want to keep your children and your family safe, you really should maintain good relations with your neighbours because they are your first resource in the event of a, I guess, problematic situation. A lot of us don't really realise how important it really is to establish a good connection with our neighbours. It's important in so many ways. So what are suggestions on how to improve the connection or relationship between neighbours? What are some things that you have done that brought you closer to them? Look, if shyness or social anxiety are the reasons for you not having a good relationship with your neighbours, you can simply eliminate that by taking the initiative, taking the first step of introducing yourself to them. So if you happen to see them outside in the driveway, just wave them hello. That's all it takes to eliminate that social awkwardness between them. And it's so important because in the case of an emergency, they may be the only people available to help you. And if they don't know you at all, that could cause a problem. Also, if the reason for not having a good relationship with your neighbours is that they aren't nice people, if they're nasty people, you should still continue to display kindness to them, regardless of how they treat you. And I know that takes a lot of momentum. But if you display hostility towards them, guess what? They will be more inclined to stay that way. But when they see that you are displaying good ethics and good manners to them, they are less likely to harm you. And it's not like you have to be the best of friends, but just maintain a good connection with your neighbours by treating them well. It's all about how you treat your neighbours. And the least that you can do is establish a decent relationship with them where they know who you are, you know who they are, so that when they're not around, you can let them know if something happens to their house and the same for you. They would be able to keep an eye out for any issues that might happen in your absence. I mean, think about it. If you go away and your home has a flood or was exposed to a fire, will any of your neighbours know how to reach you? You know, think about it. If they don't have your contact details, how can they speak to you? How can they let you know about the situation happening in your house? So that is why it's so important to have a good relationship with your neighbours. It is worth managing, I guess, some discomfort in the process of building that relationship, but it's so clear that the benefits, the benefits outweigh the costs. It's the small things that count. How many of us have baked a cake and shared it with our neighbour or had some leftover food and instead of giving it to the neighbour, 
we just throw it in the bin. When was the last time you offered a bag of chips or cookies to the kids downstairs? When was the last time you cut up some watermelon on a hot day and offered it to your neighbours? Now, just a point, you know, in terms of giving something to the kids, make sure you get the consent from their parents first because they might have an allergy. They might not allow them to consume sugary food. So always get their consent first. But it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice gesture. And it's not about hunger. You know, it's not about the fact that they don't have any food. Of course, in Australia, alhamdulillah, you won't find the shortage of food you would in many third world countries. Here, food is about uniting people, sharing what's common to our humanity. It's also about building neighborly relations through small acts of kindness. And don't forget to apply the prophetic wisdom when dealing with your neighbors. Of course, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is the one who taught us to maintain good neighborly relations. Because in Islam, kindness to neighbors is extremely important. And in many hadith, the Prophet emphasized and encouraged kind treatment towards neighbors. He even said that uh, there was a connection between good treatment of neighbors and one's faith. In the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, Let the one who believes in Allah and the Day of Judgment treat his neighbor with acts of kindness. So there you go. That is one hadith directing the people to show kindness towards the neighbors. In this regard, the Prophet ﷺ also said what means... O Muslim women, do not treat your female neighbors in malice, not even in the slightest manner. The Prophet ﷺ also said in another hadith, the best neighbor is the one who treats his neighbors kindly. So the rights that apply to the neighbors apply to everyone who lives in a radius near to your home. But the priority is given to those who live closer to your house than than those further in proximity and so on. So the Prophet ﷺ also advised in terms of food. He advised someone by saying, if you were to cook soup, increase its water content and offer a portion to some of your neighbors. So incredible advice there. Really, really good advice that we should strive to emulate and abide by. So with those hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, you can clearly see how much it is emphasized in our religion to give our neighbors their rights. How can we do that? How do we give them their rights? We give them their rights by avoiding saying or doing what might harm them. We also do that by not asking them what does not concern us, by not trying to seek and keep track of their defects, by not prying into what they don't want you to see, and not overhear what they don't want you to listen to. Now have a think about what I just said. How many people actually apply that advice in this day and age? There are people, a lot of people nowadays, who enjoy spying on their neighbours. And that's something that is forbidden in the religion of Islam. Other forbidden acts involve following their faults, revealing their secrets, and placing rubbish in front of their doors. Also, a very important one, don't be a nosy neighbor. 
Don't intrude on their privacy. Don't sit there asking your neighbors questions that don't concern you. Like, how much did you buy this? Uh, why did you come home late last night? How much is your rent? What is your wage? These things don't concern us. So stay away from asking your neighbor what doesn't concern you. And that is one of the ways we can be a good neighbor. So a good neighbor is the person who provides comfort, security and safety. A good neighbor is the one who is trustworthy and doesn't seek to harm others. And so for this reason, it's really important that the one who believes in and obeys Allah doesn't spare any effort in being considerate of and generous to the neighbors. But unfortunately, there are many people today who are more concerned about their own lives and they neglect the rights of their neighbors. Now, many people would ask, okay, but what if my neighbor treats me badly? Am I allowed to retaliate? Am I permitted to treat them the same way that they treated me? Absolutely not. That's not how it goes. We are taught through the religion of Islam by our Prophet wasallam to be patient, to display tolerance and not to hold any grudges. And you can mend that problem through good manners, through really good ethics that the Prophet ﷺ encouraged. And among what that includes is having a forgiving attitude. So if someone harms you, you do not retaliate and hold grudges against them. You show them kindness because we do not fight fire, put out fire with fire. So you need to make sure that you understand the right way of treating your neighbor, not only when they're being good to you, but also when they display hostility towards you. What is the right way of treating them, regardless of any situation? Any situation that you are confronted with, there is always a solution. And that solution is to display good ethics. Because as we know, Islam is based on kindness. It's based on sympathy, mutual support and solidarity. It's founded on things like cooperation in goodness and piety, helping others avoid sin and aggression, and of course, protecting the rights of those that a person deals with, which is why Islam considers the rights of a neighbor to be extremely important. 
A Muslim must be good to his neighbours, no matter their culture or religion. So maintaining these rights helps the individual and, of course, society to flourish. We received a response on WhatsApp by Sister Sofa who said, I have beautiful neighbours. They cut our grass one time and we cut theirs. On Eid, we exchanged uh, sweets. At one time, I had an attempted break-in and the lady came with a big bat to check with me if anyone was still in my home. So three things, three amazing things that I read just now. So the first thing is that they cut their grass one time and they cut theirs. How many people do that? How many people actually go to the length, the great length of cutting someone else's grass? We know it's such a tedious task to do, but to sacrifice your time to actually cut someone else's grass. And I want to highlight something important, that when you do something good for someone, they most likely will do something good for you in return. But it's really important to know when you do something good for someone, Do it without expecting anything in return. And subhanAllah, when we establish the correct intention to help others, lillahi ta'ala, guess what? Even if they don't do the same for us, we don't lose anything. We earn reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second thing she mentioned is that on Eid we exchange sweets. And that's a very, very important thing to do. Exchanging sweets on occasions. Even to your uh, neighbors who aren't from a Muslim background, exchange sweets with them on your Islamic occasions. Take that as an opportunity to teach them about your valuable religion and about the beautiful Islamic occasions on the Islamic calendar. So it's a great way of teaching them about Islam. And the third thing she mentioned, which I highlighted before, is In times of emergencies, if you don't know anything about your neighbor, if they don't know anything about you, if you don't have any contact between each other, if something was to happen, how are they going to reach you? And if you have a good and solid connection with your neighbors, let's say something does happen, they are more inclined to help you. They are more inclined to help you. So really focus on some of these amazing ways of strengthening relationships with your neighbors. Remember, having a good relationship with your neighbor means that you have someone to rely on in times of trouble. Again, imagine if an emergency happened to you and you needed to wait for your family members to arrive. That might take a long time. And even safety experts say that neighborhoods become safer and friendlier when the people living there know and look out for each other. So I want you to think about the efforts that you have made. What might be a barrier between you and your neighbors? Have a think about a few simple things that you might be lacking, like simply not waving to your neighbors as they go by. And it really upsets the neighbor when you do that. You know, it might not be intended. And that's why having benefit of doubt is is really important because they might not have seen you. But 
know that if you don't wave hello, they're going to think that there is tension between you both. So just wave hello. It doesn't take much of your time. It doesn't take a lot of effort. But the least thing that you can do is to wave to them, you know, and sometimes I'll have a conversation with our neighbor, depending on how much time I have. But, you know, don't make life rushed, you know, take the time to enjoy and soak in the really nice things in life. Remember, cultivating bonds between neighbours won't only help you make friends, but it will also build a strong and safe community. SubhanAllah, look at the wisdom of Islam. It really establishes and fosters a very strong community of people who have each other's backs. And it doesn't even take a lot of effort. All you need to do is step out of your comfort zone, consider the feelings of others, and offer a helping hand when it's needed. It's as simple as that. It can go a long way for your well-being, your family's well-being, and society at large. And that's a wrap for the show today. It's been a pleasure hosting the show for you this Avo. Make sure you catch up on all the episodes you've missed on SoundCloud. Type in Keeping Up With The Current in the search bar. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Insta. I'll catch up with you next time. Stay safe and have a good Avo. (laughs) 